do you remember the internet is for porn song that was the all the rage when I was in junior high? My guest today totally disagrees with the message in that song. In fact, he believes that porn is more of a siren song, stealing your life and purpose as a man. And he might just be right, guys. The statistics say 28,258 users are watching porn on the internet every single second. That is mind-blowing. My name is Brent, and this is the Fallible Man Podcast, your home for all things man, husband, and father. Is porn derailing your purpose? Let's find out. Let's get into it. Be better tomorrow because of what you do today. Matt, welcome to the Fallible Man Podcast. Brent, thanks so much for having me, man. It's an honor to be here. Matt, think of it. Does support and counseling for men struggling with porn in their lives. What do they need to know about Matt as we get started today? Mm, man. Well, so we're going to talk about this. Uh, we're going to talk on the touch on this conversation around, you know, pornography addiction and um, the issue that so many men kind of secretly uh, deal with uh, in this country, in this world. Um, and, and, and I think just, just that, um, you know, I'm speaking, I'm speaking to it from my own experience, you know, coming from a 20 plus year compulsive relationship with pornography myself, growing up in the Christian home, growing up in a religious home, not really having a whole lot of freedom or didn't feel a whole lot of freedom around the conversation of, of sex and, um, some awkwardness, you know, as a kid around the conversation of sex and pornography, um, you know, something that I adopted into my life kind of unconsciously at an early age. And then, ended up dealing with, you know, through my teens and in my 20s and even into my 30s um, and just had a, a, a toxic insidious effect. And in, I would say nearly every area of my life from my spirituality to my relationships to my work, you know, ultimately finding my, my own path to freedom through this work and, and doing my own deep work around this. So we're going to have this conversation today in, in that I specialize in supporting men in this area, but um, I'm going to be speaking a lot from my own, you know, direct life experience. So. All right. Yeah. So I was I was doing a lot of research. I uh, try, despite the fact that I don't introduce my guests well, because you are so much more capable about telling people why we're out here talking today than I could ever do digging up information on you. I was doing some research before the show because it's just not something, you know, you're aware it's there all the time, but it's just not something like you do a lot of digging into. Yeah. Right. Everybody's had their own encounters with pornography, but you don't think about it. You don't think of the scale it is. Uh, I I pulled that number earlier, the twenty eight thousand two hundred fifty eight yeah. users per second. It was just, yeah, yeah. mind blown. Uh-huh. And you know the statistics are just insane. They are, man. An, uh, another big statistic out there, which is really uh, interesting, is uh, or, or, or also mind blowing, is that fifty percent. I think it's forty-seven percent of of divorces claim that pornography was a factor that that uh, affected or influenced uh, that that divorce taking place. Yeah, I was digging through, and I came across that. I found there are some great websites out there. I uh, may try and dig some of those out there for the show notes. But while I was doing the research, I got to play a little bit of devil's advocate here because, you know, it'd be a boring conversation if we agree about everything. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you about quite a bit of it. But doing the research, 
I was looking and there are a lot of people who obviously like porn, right? Yep. And so before we talk about dealing with pornography as a problem, make your argument as to as to why it's a problem. With so yeah. many people who like pornography, you're saying it is a core difficulty or core problem. Where where are you basing that from? Well, here's what I'll say, man, is, is you know, we, we, we actually take a, a unique perspective and a, and a unique approach to this. And, and we don't just kind of um, just um, like judge or, or, or demonize pornography across the board. We recognize that it's not a compulsive or addictive issue for everybody. You know, uh, we really compare it to like people, uh, you know, some people can drink a couple beers and, and be cool and it's not an issue. But some people, one sip of alcohol, you know, and it's complete chaos and destruction. Also recognizing that some, so, so, so uh, many men that I come in contact and communication with within our community, you know, or, or kind of just having the conversation around the community. will be like, hey, you know, it's, it's, it's not a problem for me. I kind of use it, ca- uh, you know, consciously. It's kind of part of my regular Mm, uh, sexual expression. Maybe it's once a month. It's not like an addictive type thing. It's just once in a while kind of thing. Or my wife knows about it. She's okay with it, which I, which I always kind of question a little bit as well. Um, and also some couples um, use pornography um, kind of within their, uh, within their marriage, within their relationship. And it's a healthy thing. A lot of women use pornography and some have a, a addictive relationships with it, but some or have a, have a healthy relationship with it, you know, also on the other side of the conversation is like, you know, there's a lot of um, concerns potentially with like porn stars and porn actresses and the models that you see and the, um, the, the way in which maybe a lot of these girls and women are taken advantage of, but there's also like this whole conscious porn genre as well. And, and, and a lot of, women and actresses who seem to have done well with it, you know what I mean? And kind of engage in it consciously and it's not an unhealthy thing. So we can, we can dig into why it's a problem, but I also think to play the devil's advocate for myself, I, I also just want to recognize and acknowledge that it's not a inherently toxic thing for everybody, but I think it's generally toxic and unhealthy for, for most or a lot of people that engage in it. Okay. That's yeah. a, I, you know, I actually was expecting that to be a much more one-sided conversation on your part. So yeah. uh, that is actually interesting to see. Fair and you balanced. Know. Fair and balanced here, Brett. Right. You know, I'm, I'm uh, you know, I'm a big, big fan of the question why, mm-hmm. right? I want to delve into why when people make choices in their day, whether it's having a drink or partaking in porn or whether it's what pair of shoes they're wearing. I think a lot of people don't ask the question why. Mm-hmm. And so it's really actually very refreshing to see someone who's really thought this out because I can ask that question to other people about stuff they're into or stuff they're involved with. And some of them are just like, I thought it was the good thing to do. You know, right. you're like, did you actually think about this? Or someone be like, Hey, you should do this. And you're like, Oh, okay, sure. Right. So I, I know. I appreciate the really thought out answer. Reading through your notes, you make the argument that, Porn is derailing people from their purpose. Mm-hmm. And with that, I would say potential, right? To yeah. just keep going with that thought. So 
is it just because for some people it's an addiction or a distraction or will you, will you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, man. You know, <clears throat> now again, I, I always try and take a very, um, you know, balanced approach and, and recognize that might not be the case for everybody, but I think for a lot of guys, it is, you know, uh, it was certainly the case for me, Brent, um, for me, and I think for a lot of guys, you know, pornography was having this, I've used the word toxic uh, effect. It was, it was creating, I think, a spiritual ceiling for me in my life. It was, it was creating a ceiling for me in terms of my sense of leadership. It was continuing to sabotage my momentum in moving in, moving more into leadership, moving more into the areas and the work in which I was feeling um, called. You know, I, uh, I do um, a lot of spiritual work. I do chaplaincy work, interfaith chaplaincy work in prisons and hospitals. And when I was getting into that work, you know, I still, you know, pornography was still a, a part of my life. And it was, uh, but though it was, it was on its way out. And what I found, man, as I moved more into leadership, I was finding that like doing that very, you know, deep, sacred um, work uh, you know, while still maintaining a relationship with pornography in my life to some degree, felt very much out of alignment. I felt very much out of integrity. Uh, I, you know, trying to do that work, kind of knowing that I had skeletons in the closet or skeletons in my life undealt with, was just not was just not working for me. It was like moving, trying, you know, doing doing trying to like move into that work. Um, I, I was feeling very much out of alignment. So it was it was creating a spiritual ceiling for me. It was derailing my my moving into the work I was feeling called to do because I feel like if we are doing, you know, more purpose driven work and we are in service to others and we are kind of trying to follow our calling, but we still have certain areas of our life which are undealt with or there's still kind of um, areas of our life which are out of alignment or out of integrity. I don't know. It's just um, it's just really obvious and, and disruptive. And, and and again, because I think it does create this kind of spiritual ceiling in, in a sense, it, it kind of inhibits us from being able to connect with our purpose, you know? Um, also with, for a lot of guys, pornography use results in feelings of low self-confidence, shame, guilt, regret, remorse, uh, social isolation, social awkwardness. And really, I think uh, it really impacts like our ability to show up powerfully in the mm -hmm. world. And I think moving into purpose, moving into our calling, moving into alignment with that, which we are called really requires that, that we're showing up powerfully in life, you know? So those are some of the reasons that I think porn affects our purpose. And on the other side of that, a lot of the work that we're doing inside of our community, especially like the, 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 the group coaching work, we have a 90 day kind of boot camp process. We send our guys through. We really, like a big theme in that work, we're, we're dealing directly with the root relationship with porn, of course, but a, but a big part of that work is really helping men connect with their why, connecting with their sense of purpose. We find a lot of men either don't have a vision for their life or they have a, a, a vague vision for their life, but they don't believe it's possible. So we find that by helping men connect with purpose and connecting with a more meaningful life, if I'm going to say no to porn, what do I have to say yes to? It really supports them in their long-term porn abstinence journey, which is kind of where our theme porn to purpose comes from. So it's kind of a long, a long answer. That's okay. 
Yeah, if you if it was long answer and you said nothing, I I, 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 might <laughs> I I'm good with it. Fair. Uh, I so I once upon a time I was a youth minister. Um, yeah. And I still work with teens on and off, but I was a youth minister for several years. And one of the things that, I mean, it, it's almost very surface level for this topic, but it I really saw it with the teenage boys develop unrealistic concepts of relationships mm-hmm. and like physical intimacy in relationships. I, I had all these teenage boys who, you know, thought that, hey, that's what intimacy looks like with a, with a yeah. real woman. It's like, yeah. Uh, you know how many lights and cameras and everything yeah. are around those people right now. Plus, just the just the general, I think, unrealistic expectation of of the women and what's demonstrated there. And yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's you know, that's um, what is given to a lot of boys at a very young age, especially nowadays. Cell phones being in their hands at an you know earlier and earlier age, so that's their model or their you know standard for sex. And I think it's really out of touch with reality in many ways. When I was digging, researching for the show, I was looking at statistics and one of them was like 40% of searches off mobile devices are for porn. Yeah, for sure. I was like, wow, the -hmm. internet porn in your hand. I'm just, you know, looking at that statistic and the amount of searches they had coming out of companies. They, uh, I read the results on how many searches they were blocking on uh, British Parliament coming mm. out of the British Parliament offices for porn every year. It was like, yeah. wow, no wonder politicians don't get anything done. Yeah. So you have a, a support group, a Facebook group, right? Yep. Is porn to a purpose also a standalone group or is it solely on Facebook or is it two separate things from your Facebook group? So our, our main, our main kind of free support group where a lot of guys just kind of connect to the conversation initially is on Facebook. It's called making peace with porn. Okay. Yep. And, and um, from that, you know, we developed a, a coaching company and kind of uh, a coaching program to support men in this journey. Like I mentioned, we do a 90 day journey and kind of the, the umbrella kind of coaching company that everything is under is porn to purpose. Okay. Yeah. Cause that really speaks to our process with the guys, you know? All right, guys, well, we're just getting started with Matt. If you're getting something out of this, be sure to click the like button and subscribe wherever you are, whether you're listening on a podcast platform or on YouTube, uh, join in the conversation, comment wherever you can. We love to have people join in the conversation. And I will forward any comments over to Matt if you have questions for him directly, as yes. well as I think he's going to share his email later in the show, possibly, uh, if you're looking for this kind of support. Or he may just be directing your Facebook group. We'll see. I have both queued up just in case. Uh, but guys, join in the conversation. Let us know. We're going to roll it our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Today's episode brought to you by TheFallibleMan.com. That's right. It's us. Head over to www.thefallibleman.com and check out our blog, updated twice a week with new content, and links to all of our social media offerings. Tag or search us at The Fallible Man or at Fallible Man on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and other social medias for daily content. While you're there, check out our attitude swag, shirts, cups, stickers, and more. Again, 
That's www.thefallibleman.com. Guys, welcome back. We're here with Matt Sinkovitz discussing how porn is derailing your purpose and your potential. Before the break, we're discussing how porn is affecting you negatively and how Matt came to this decision and why he believes that. In this half of the show, we're going to start getting into how to handle porn if it is negatively affecting your life. Well, let's just keep going. Matt, you have the coaching group, Porn to Purpose, and the community on Facebook, and you already told us a little bit about that. In yep. your experience working with the men you do, do you find a lot of people don't realize the extent that their relationship with porn is impacting their life? Yep. That's a great question, man. And um, it's really a matter of awareness, growth in consciousness, you know, and um, it, it, it's much like any, it, it's, it's much like a, a lot of kind of uh, toxic habits or behaviors. Like for instance, uh, smoking cigarettes, you know, I used to smoke cigarettes and there was a point in my life when I was up to like a pack a day. And um, I began when I was a teen, you know, like 17, 18, somewhere around high school. And then, you know, uh, continued up into my twenties and even into my thirties. And it wasn't until I kind of began smoking less that I realized how poorly cigarettes were making me feel, you know? And um, another example is, you know, I drink a gallon of water a day. Here's my gallon. But a lot of people don't realize how hydrated they are moving through life. And it wasn't until I started drinking, you know, very intentionally, like more water a gallon a day. That I began to realize how poorly I felt, you know, drinking just a, a fraction of that a day. And I, I wasn't realizing how dehydrated I was. I didn't realize why my energy was low and my mind was was foggy and I was getting headaches all the time until I started drinking, you know, a, a gallon a, a, a gallon a day. And I think a lot of guys' relationship with pornography is very much the same. We're introduced to porn at a young age. Uh, you know, I think, generally speaking, between ages. Some guys as young as eight, even younger, unfortunately, up to age 13, 14, 15, beyond. And we're introduced to it and it's new, it's exciting. A lot of times there's not a lot of conversation around it. It's, you know, it's 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 arousing and pleasurable. And um, it's something we kind of delve into unconsciously or unknowingly. And it's not until we grow and wake up a little bit and kind of grow in consciousness, grow in awareness a little bit. And we kind of begin to be able to reflect and kind of notice, oh man, after using porn or when using porn a lot, I, I kind of feel low energy. I feel depressed. I don't feel very great about myself. I don't feel very confident. I'm feeling socially awkward, maybe sexually awkward, or it's beginning to get really disruptive in some of the kind of key areas of your life. But it, it really takes someone planting that seed or just kind of waking up to a certain point in life to kind of be able to recognize the detrimental impacts of it. Cause a lot of times when we're younger, we're just kind of unaware, you know? So I, I totally understand what you're saying about it being like smoking. Cause I, I was a smoker for many, many, many years. Yeah. And one of the first realizations I had after I quit smoking and have to quit for a couple of weeks was I had no idea how bad I stunk all the time. Mm -hmm. There you go. Right? Everything I own smelled bad. I had no idea that it just had destroyed my taste buds. Like I, you know, food tasted so much differently, right? Exactly. So I, I get what you're saying about, you know, you don't notice it at the time, how it creeps everywhere else. Yeah. You, you mentioned something, uh, it comes in really early. 
And you said you didn't, that wasn't a conversation you had in your family growing up. I grew up a minister's kid. Uh, this is certainly not something we talked about other than this is bad. Don't do it. Yeah. Right. But for our listeners out there, because we're striving to be better men, whether you're younger, like, you know, in your teenage years or preteen years, or I think almost even more so for an adult, how do you breach this conversation when you realize you might need some help? I mean, this is a very awkward conversation. It is. Uh, it is. Bring up even with people who are very close to you. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, I can't imagine like going to my parents about this. Yeah. When I, was younger. I, I would have rather died at the time. Right. Well, I mean, I don't know if a lot of young kids, so are, so are you talking about when, when do you breach this just at any time in life when you kind of recognize it's a problem? How, how do you have when this conversation you, uh, or how do you go you about it? start realizing that this is a problem for you or okay. interfering in your life. Yeah. So for me, I was about, I would say 30 or so, ballpark. Um, even even younger than that, I would say between 25 and 30, I began kind of recognizing, I think in that age range that it was a problem for me. It wasn't until around age 30 that I, I was kind of recognizing that it wasn't healthy for me mm-hmm. and that I had made attempts to stop or to quit. If anyone listening, uh, you know, has this kind of relationship with pornography, you kind of, you can, maybe you can relate to the idea of like kind of being like, you know, you use porn, you ejaculate, you're done. And you're like, you know what? Yuck. Like, I don't want to do that anymore. This doesn't feel like something I want to be doing. And for whatever reason, you kind of get really clear on, on it being something that you don't want to continue to do anymore. But then a couple of days, a couple of weeks, a couple of months pass and you kind of forget that. And you, you find yourself, you know, triggered again. And you find yourself going back. If, 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 if you can relate to this conversation, maybe you've tried to quit in the past, but you've been unsuccessful. You know, those would be a couple key indicators. You're kind of recognizing um, that um, it's unhealthy for you. And also you've been unsuccessful in quitting, though you've made attempts to do so. Um, Those would be like a couple key, um, a couple key pieces. I'm sorry, where were we going with that, brother? Well, I'm once you have that realization. Okay, yeah. Okay. Good. Clarify that up. That helps. Yeah, good. Understand. But how do you breach the conversation? You, yeah. Okay. Cool. So, so, so for me, um, it was something that I was recognizing was unhealthy for me, and also something I was recognizing that um, I had tried to stop, but was unsuccessful. I would continue to return to, despite mm-hmm. some real clarity that it wasn't something that was good or healthy for me. So for me, it began with an internet search, you know, and just and and I've always I've always invested in myself with coaches and mentors. And so mm-hmm. I began looking up like porn abstinence coaching or, you know, pornography addiction coaching. And I found a coach out there and that was around age 30 or something like that. It wasn't until many years later that I actually went back to that coach and ended up investing in that program. But I, I think, I think really find someone you can trust, find a community. You know, as I mentioned, yeah, um, the making peace with porn community is a really open kind of um, non, non-judgmental, supportive and, and loving community of other conscious men that are doing this work and having this conversation. I think getting into community, getting around others that are having this conversation and kind of doing this exploration for themselves is, is a big, really important first step. Because porn is one of those things that really thrives in the shadows, it thrives in the darkness. Mm-hmm. And, and there's so much shame 
around it within society that we often deal with it very privately. We feel with it very alone, uh, very much alone, and we don't feel at liberty to seek help out about it. So finding a community that you feel safe in, that you can begin connecting with other men who are on the same path and the same journey, and just kind of that camaraderie is, is really a big piece of the puzzle. So, you know, how do you breach the conversation? You know, you could you could try some stuff on your own, some personal self-help stuff. There are books and audios and stuff like that out there. But I think getting into community is a really first step. And maybe it's an issue and you're not ready to like talk with your partner about it yet, but you could at least get into that into the community and and begin having the conversation with other men and maybe be guided and mentored and supported as you do begin to approach that that subject. I am actually excited. I've seen this topic creeping into more men's groups. Yeah. Um, besides having my thing, I also am connected with like, uh, there's a group called the order of men. I know it. And the better man project and a couple like that. And you hear about this in there as well as how it's, you know, disrupting your life and it's not a healthy choice. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited to see this conversation is actually becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Right. For a long time, it was the big net. We, we don't talk about these things, right? Exactly, exactly. So it's cool that we're at a point where it's coming to uh, light as far as that conversation. Yes. Now, before we keep rolling, guys, we got to roll the question of the day. Do you personally believe that porn is dangerous or unhealthy and why? Comment in the comments below. Please, please, please share with us. And, you know, we, we're a community. We want to have this conversation State your argument, you know, don't put a bunch of nonsense in it. But, you know, I actually want to know. I read all the comments. I reply to almost every comment that comes in. And if it's something that I need to pass on to Matt, I'll pass it on to Matt. But join the community. That's what Matt's talking about right here is being part of community. When you're dealing with something like this, you're stronger together. And so comment down below, whether you're on the podcast or on YouTube. Let's keep going forward. What do you see when men in your group start to get away from porn? Uh, you know, let's let's talk about the pros of uh-huh. getting this monkey off your back. That's a great question, man. Yeah. So, so what are some of the benefits? And that's really the most beautiful part of the work is is working with the man and seeing that little transformation from a man that maybe he's fifty years old or in his thirties or forties, and he's had a twenty thirty year compulsive relationship with pornography, you know? And again, maybe just never realizing or being fully conscious or aware of, of the impacts of that in his life. And, and some of the most beautiful work is to begin to see a man blossom again after he he is able to create extended periods of abstinence in his life. So some of the bigger um, things that we see right away, more energy, um, more clear, you know, uh, uh, clarity of mind, um, general feelings of of just general improved like feelings about oneself greater levels of self-confidence self-worth you know uh, a greater sense of integrity like liking the man looking back at you in the mirror more being able to look people in the eyes again um with with a sense of or, or or at all as a matter of fact you know um so that social awkwardness kind of fades um rejuvenation in the bedroom, you know, a lot of guys are watching porn and masturbating several times a day, several times a week. And when they go home to their wives, there's no intimacy in the bedroom because they've already expended all that energy and that interest is going elsewhere. 
So I think a rejuvenation in terms of their intimate relationships. Um, also, ED is a big problem for, for guys in our society today. So there's a natural correction that begins to take place um, in the absence of pornography as well, um, just in terms of sexual function. So that's a big one. Um, so, you know, I, I think we could go on and on. Another really big one is just the restoration of, of relationships again, especially with, with the, those closest to us in our lives, our intimate partners. And, um, uh, and then the big one, you know, really speaking to this whole idea of porn to purpose. For whatever reason, porn does seem to sabotage our sense of purpose or worthiness for, for good things in life, you know? And, and absent of pornography, and, and again, a big theme of our work in the, in, in the group is helping men connect with purpose and one's calling in life is really begin to say, man, it's like I have a vision for my life again. I'm energized by life again. I'm excited, you know, by life again. And I have something that is meaningful to me that I want to pursue again. So just like that natural zest for life, Brent, I'm sure you can relate to it when you're pursuing something that you're passionate about, the energy that comes with that and the sense of oh, yeah. purpose that comes with that. Um, whenever we we begin to remove those things which which hold us back, the weeds, you know, as we call we we talk about weeding the garden, um, man, just like that natural essence begins to flow once again, you know, because we've we've removed the resistance in in many ways, or at least a big a big resistance. It's amazing yeah. when you start to find a purpose and weed out the things that prevent you from that purpose. Yes, the, the difference in the way you feel about life. Yeah, man. And, and, and just to touch on that again, you know, that was a big thing. I know I spoke with this earlier. That was a big thing I was recognizing for, for me. Porn was just creating this resistance in my life. It was holding me back. And, and, and um, again, I didn't feel worthy of, of good things. I didn't feel worthy of stepping into purpose. I didn't feel worthy of stepping into leadership because I did feel out of integrity in my life. And, um, and, and it was also sabotaging me, sabotaging my momentum, sabotaging my energy, you know? You'd, you'd, you'd be doing good for a while. You'd get some momentum and then boom, back to porn. And then you'd be off for a couple of weeks again. Then you got to get your momentum back up and then crash again, you know, over and over again, we continue to hijack ourselves, hijack our momentum. So yeah, that's a big one in terms of connecting with purpose as well. So. What is next for you? What is next for Matt? Oh man. I mean, I could, oh, uh, there's a lot of things I could say about that one, but I'll speak in regard to, in, into our community, you know, um, in regard to the, uh, making peace with porn community. You know, our vision is to create a community of uh, 10,000, you know, men globally that are doing this work together and supporting uh, e each other in this process. So just continuing to grow the making peace with porn community and pr providing this, um, this as a support and service uh, to the rest of the world. Also helping just to normalize this conversation and creating a safe space for men to come and, and have this most important conversation. Beyond that, just continuing to to grow and to and to substantiate and to improve in quality the uh, the actual one on one support that we're doing with men inside of our coaching community. Just continue to improve that work and grow in that work. Um, and, and beyond that, man, you know, I have a lot of endeavors outside of this which I do. Um, you know, music and, and different things like that. But just continue just to be a better version of myself every single day, man. Yeah, we we certainly understand that here. Yeah, brother. It's a big foundational pillar for us. Yeah. Matt, where's the best place for people to find you? If they want to learn more about this, yep. isn't it your Facebook group? Or what is the best way for people to find you and touch base and get involved with this? Sure, sure. Um, so the if you're on Facebook, a great easy place to do that is going to be uh, on Facebook, just making peace with porn. 
It's a private mm-hmm. community of only men, um, 100% discreet, 100% confidential. I look closely at every member that enters that community and make sure it's like a real profile, a real person. And we, we've had everybody making sure that everybody's in there as a man of honor, a man of integrity, and is going to respect the space and respect the other men that come in there. <clears throat> Even if you just come in to uh, just observe the conversation, that'd be a good place to start. Um, so you can connect with me there. If you are, you can, you can also find me on Facebook. You could find me through the community easily. at just Matt Sinkovitz, Matthew Sinkovitz. Um, you can email me directly at makingpeacewithporn at gmail.com. If you have maybe a more immediate, um, you know, concern or issue or something that's really pressing in your life. Um, and, and I've got another, I've got a free download that maybe I could, I could send you a link to. Brent, if that's okay, we've got yeah. a free we've we've got a free guide taking uh, men uh, through our process called the Four Rack Formula, which is a process to help you really connect and clarify that why for yourself, mm-hmm. and also help you connect with the needs that you've been attempting to meet by going to pornography, because that's what many of us use pornography for as a coping mechanism to deal with stress, to deal with life, deal with um, emotions. How do I? What are those needs I've been attempting to meet by going to porn, and how can I begin? to meet those needs in a healthier way that aligns with the man that I'm called to be. So uh, we, we have a free guide, a free resource that we offer, and I can send you a link to that to include in, in, in the notes here, wherever. You send me a link and I will put it in the show notes and the pot and the YouTube notes and everywhere else. Awesome, brother. In fact, you know what? I believe in what you're doing. I love the fact that you are helping men. And so I'll tell you what, the uh, if anybody right? The, the first five guys who hear this podcast or this YouTube video, whichever they catch us on, who comes to your group and gets connected with your group looking for help and support. Uh, the shirt you're wearing, I have a design. That one is exclusively for my guests, but I have one that says men of character where yours says men of, uh, or sorry, that says men of honor where yours says men of character um, that I sell on my website. And the First five guys that come on and get involved and actually get involved with your community. You send me a connection for them and I will send them a shirt. Beautiful. Yeah. So whenever you guys come in, uh, just let us know that you connected with us through the Fallible Man podcast. We'll make sure Brent knows as well. Okay. I'm not trying to sell anything extra, but I just, I support men trying to improve their lives. Yep. So if I can help support them that way and encourage them, you know, I'm just glad that they picked up a place to go by joining the show today. Appreciate you so much, brother. Thank you. For that. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we've had this incredible conversation with Matt, guys, and there is so much to unpack. If you're struggling with porn in your life, if you understand that it's doing you harm, guys, please, please reach out to Matt with his email or on his Facebook group. Reach out in your community where you feel safe, if you have those friends, and you know, shed that one more thing off your back that's holding you back from being the man you want to be. Matt, thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Guys, be better tomorrow because what you do today, and we'll see you next time.